Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another special edition of Out the Box Talks. This is episode 32. Am I correct? Yes, this is episode 32. And as always, I'm always delighted to have a special guest on the line with me. This artist that uh, I'll be speaking to today, I've been following his music career for quite some time now. He's always represented in terms of offering thought-provoking content through his lyrics, and he's continued, right? He's been consistent on that path. So I'm just very grateful to have him on the line today. He has a number of albums that were released going all the way back to 2001, starting out with Along a, a Came the Chosen to Say Goodnight, Big Dreamers, to Gray Hairs, Rhythmatic, Eternal King Supreme, Straight No Chaser, Eyes Watching God, The Greatest X, Order in Chaos, and he has a brand new album to be released this August entitled Things, which stands for The Hunger Inside Never Gets Satisfied. So we'll be talking to him today about that project, but I also want to talk to him about a lot of the other projects and the other things he's done in his career leading up to this point. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to our Out the Box Talks listening audience, hailing from Lawtown, Massachusetts, brother known as Rhythmatic Eternal King Supreme, better known as Rex. Welcome to Out the Box Talks. Mad, mad appreciative, mad appreciative, brother. What's Peace good, and blessings Rex? to all kings and queens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I appreciate you for taking the time with me. Yes, my brother. Thank you so much for being here, man. Like I said, I know you got this new album coming out, so I definitely want to touch on that within this interview. But I've been following your career, and... You know, I got a lot that that I want to talk to you about just to get familiar with you and, you know, the reasons why uh, behind some of your music. So just to start out, just for the people that might not know, right, like just so we give them an introduction, can you tell us how your introduction to hip hop as a music and eventually a career came to be? as a result of your upbringing in Lawtown, Massachusetts? Well, um, I started off, like, um, just wanting to follow the older cousins, like, you know, on the B-Boy tip. They was, like, out there breaking out the cardboard and and uh, getting down to, to a sound in the, like, you know, mid-'80s. I was a little, little shorty. But um, I just I just wanted to do what I saw them doing. And uh, that was just the vibrant sound of the city at that time growing up. And, um, you know, after after a while, you know, I started picking up the pen because, you know, all these thoughts racing in my head as a, as a young black youth. 
dealing with a lot of like, you know, the pressures and stresses out there around us. I just gravitated towards the pen and, and, and the rest is history, man. Indeed, indeed. When I first heard you, I, I can't remember that the actual name of the track, but I do remember, you know, you being linked up with another dope MC out of Massachusetts by the name of Terminology. And I remember, you know, a DJ Premier beat. I guess you guys were on a DJ Premier beat or you guys were linked to DJ Premier somehow. Um, tell me a little bit about how you formed your relationship with Term and how, you know, your work with DJ Premier and a number of other producers would then come to be. Uh, well, that stems from, you know, obviously, um, you know, hats off to my brother Terminology, a great MC in his own right, and obviously to the legend uh, DJ Premier for what he's done and accomplished in the, in, in the history of hip hop. As far as term goes, um, term was a young, a young shorty. He's a few years behind me, but he was a young shorty coming to like a lot of the ciphers and, and the battles and the, and the different open mics that were going on, not only in the city of Lawrence, where we're both from, but um, in the city of Boston, where, where we really would be able to break out and, and branch out to do, to do this hip hop thing. We would be in a lot of the same ciphers and um, actually very early on, he had a he had a group called Street before he became before it became ST the Squad, and um, he was with another another brother by the name of Easy Money, super dope MC. Mm. They they reached out to me to get on a record for one of their um, early singles, and that was the first time we kind of worked together because I had already I had been an artist in Massachusetts who had put out an album. I had been in. Um, uh, different uh, print uh, print magazines and things of that nature. So they reached out to me, being from the same uh, locale in, in, in the 978 uh, Lawrence area, Havel area. Um, and and that's just how we linked the very first time. But a lot of a lot of our true connections, you know, come from another brother we have from this area, Static Selector, mm. who a lot of heads know. Uh, that's that's our that's our brother who formulated Show Off, and you know we were putting records out together nonstop uh, as a unit uh, for 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 a few years, uh, doing doing some great work together. Dope, dope. So you you have a song on your 2016 LP, The Greatest X, entitled Hip Hop, with the you know, written like an acronym, which stands for Her Infinite Powers Help the Oppressed People. And uh, it really resonated with me because I'm a firm believer that if hip-hop is utilized the right way, it can uplift people. So I asked Absolutely. this question... Right, so I asked this question to you as an MC. Can you give an example of how you have used hip hop to make someone's life better or even how it has impacted you and made your life better? Whichever one comes to mind. Well, well I'll just I'll just say just from the acronym alone and, and Karis one being the teacher and, and, and bringing that to the forefront and, and to the spotlight and, and shining that light on my mind, my frame as a youth. Um, 
I was able to utilize hip hop as my first like true school learning. That's where I was able to, you know, dig deep mm-hmm. and, to, and to truly find out about who I am, knowledge itself, to be able to get to the point of uh, acknowledging, all, a- acknowledging all the negative aspects of like a systemic oppression that I, that I would see in this world and, and truly be able to understand it. I feel like I got my best learning through hip hop mm-hmm. and I've been able to pay it forward and, 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 and feed the youth and, and to, and to teach in, in my own right through hip hop. I like that. So I, I, I agree with you with KRS too, man. He, he's called a teacher and you learn so much through his music. I was telling somebody the other day that, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of dead Prez and Word. their record be healthy is one of the reasons why I started it. It was one of the influences on me changing my diet, you know? So when I think about hip hop, like I'm, I'm thinking about moments that tangibly changed my life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, they had a a profound impact on, on me with my diet as well. Um, I didn't, I didn't change immediately upon hearing that record, but it definitely started the wheels turning you know what I'm saying, and being plant-based and, and living the way I live now has a lot to do with, you know, that same environment. Yeah, yeah, like they sparked that change, you know, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so shout out to Dead Press for that. Yeah. yeah, they just celebrated, I believe it was their 20th anniversary for Let's Get Free, so um, big ups to them, man. You have a yeah. line also on that album, The Greatest X, where you say, he say, he say, he say, these kids these days is gone, baby, gone. Rose and concrete trample under your feet for the umpteen time. I'm just one week, they bust, I know, in just one week, they bust heat. Then mom's weep. Blood trickle upon street is cyclical because we repeat the tendencies of weak people mentally. I bring that line up because it reminds me of the recent, very unfortunate tragedy of the one-year-old boy that got killed out here in Brooklyn uh, as a result of, you know, violence within our community. And let me just be clear. I'm definitely not taking uh, white supremacy off the hook in terms of the crimes committed against our people. But uh, I definitely wanted to kind of, I couldn't help but to think, like, how did we get to this point where even the codes that we used to have of not harming women and children get violated? What's, what's your, what's your take on that? Like, how do, how did we get to a place where now innocent kids is getting killed well to to that that's a great question and and just to just to tie in the lyrics away the lyrics you brought up from from the gone baby gone record and um and to expound upon that like the fact that this cyclical tendency of our people and and the the harm that has been done to us through white supremacy and white privilege, but also us negating 
the village teachings mm. that we had prior prior to you know a period of like kids raising kids because you know it, it wasn't always kids raising kids but like yo this this system of oppression has done like such a number on us and it hasn't just been with uh 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 inequality but like in affecting the way we parent because through planned parenthood and like creating creating systems of like you know sterilization and, and all this uh, all these incredible mind well, excuse me mm. but like um the the way the way we've been treated as a as a people oppressed uh and dealing with post-traumatic slave syndrome like yo all these things have affected the way we carry ourselves mm. and you know, coming from being original man, and I, I, I'm, I'm delving all over the place, but Indeed. I'm going somewhere with it. Like being original man, original to this earth, uh, be it Africa, be it Asia, be it America, be it any part of this earth, we as a village people had a different approach when we were connected with our spirituality, when we were connected with knowing who we truly were. When you're affected by oppression and you are you are cut off from your your original roots and cut off from the way you're supposed to be thinking as original man and woman, then you have a tendency to follow your oppressors' mannerisms and, and follow mannerisms that are not truly innate in you. And I feel I, I feel that's that's a thing that we need to get back to learning who we are and getting back to the village mentality of raising our children and raising and uplifting our, our thinking so we transcend beyond this with this oppressor's this oppressor's way. Mm-hmm. Um and in and, 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 and that's that's the difficulty that we're dealing with right now because it's everything is happening in real time. In real time all these all these uh, all this propaganda and all these ways of messing with the mind are happening happening to our people. And not just happening to our people, it's happening to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every, everyone at this point in time is dealing with real-time oppression and propaganda and, and, and mindfucks. It's like, it, it's just so much to deal with. Mm. After a lot of that is affecting the way we're handling ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Definitely. I, and I appreciate that statement, man. The village, right? Getting back to that village is so important. So Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about the single art for the new track, Legacy Driven. It showcases from left to right a migration or a transformation of African people from antiquity to today, ending with an image of, I think that's you, wearing a royal comedic or ancient Egyptian crown. Why yep, was the it double a, crown, which yes. is the double crown is the, the combination crown of like the north and the south. Yes, exactly. Why was it important for you to display this full migration? As well, it's, it's to- very important. It's very important to like you know approach with this visualization because you know it, again getting back to who we are and and you know I'm not saying uh, ancient Kemet is the is the 
foundation of our, our original roots because we have Ethiopia, we have Kush, we have we have um, we have Aksum, you know what I'm saying? We have we have lands that like even though they say civilization starts in a certain place, um, our people were civilized elsewhere way prior. But in 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 the in the spiritual growth that I'm having and 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 what I'm connecting with and and being able to connect connect fully with a star, not Osiris, who who individuals um connect with through Greek mythology, mm-hmm. but with Egypt, Egyptian text and 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 even dating back to again Aksum and 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 Nubia, uh, the origins of our people. We have we have a thaw being the being a profound starting point for that, mm. and we have to date back and get back to our connections with mythology and ritual and mysticism to know that we are people who transcend. And beyond that, I wanted to step in next with the Orisha, our original Igun, our ancestors uh, through the Yoruba tribe, and and be able to say that. Uh, there's a connection. There's a connection there as there as well in our, our migration patterns and our migration um, travels. Mm-hmm. Uh, our people are still dealing with the same kind of ideas and ideals, no matter where we are on this planet Earth. And so it was important to connect uh, the different sides of Africa, the different uh, parts of the continent, but then to delve into the hardships that we dealt with through the diaspora mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and that migration into the United States and still see the same connections and the same people wearing the same kind of mm-hmm. um, scars and the same kind of battles, but still being connected with our spirituality and who we are as a people. And it, and it, goes, from, it goes from Africa, it goes to uh, Nat Turner saying, enough's enough, I'm not holding your Bible. Mm-hmm. It goes to... El Haj Malik Al Shabazz not going through his trials and tribulations, de- dealing with his disbelief to his belief, uh, and in and, and, and his spiritual battles. Yes. And then obviously we know from from that standpoint we we go to my, uh, myself and me being uh, a descendant of our ancient ancestors and and, and spreading the word as best I can. So following the path of our of, of our great people, so it was important for me to show that that travel, and I wasn't going to use myself, but like you know, I'm a beacon for for speaking truth to light and, and empowering our people. So I felt the need to go ahead and do that. And I thought it would, it actually made sense, right? Because you are a representative of hip hop, and when you think about the voice of the people, hip hop has been in so many ways, from my humble opinion, the voice of the people for the last 20 years, you know, probably more than that, you know? So I I think it actually makes sense, but I definitely wanted to highlight that because I thought it was dope because many a times when when we talk about our African history, especially in in the mainstream view of things, it's usually referring to us just in slavery. And I like the fact that you went as far back as ancient Kemet or ancient Kush, because understandably 
Assad has his origins in Kush as well. You know, if you understand, the, absolutely. You know that the um the history. Uh, so absolutely, I, I love the fact that you displayed that, and I just wanted to ask you about that. So thank you for the breakdown. I appreciate you for asking that, brother. Indeed, with with tracks like Imhotep, the cover art of this, you know, legacy driven track. Even I've been able to see on some of your like Instagram posts, you reference some of the hieroglyphics or the Medunetra writing, and I can totally see that you're connected to Kemet. Uh, I'm just curious to know, like, what inspired you to embrace Kemetiu wisdom and spirituality, or just the a way of life like like what what inspired you to do that and how has it benefited you in this day and age so i've always been spiritual since you since since a young boy and um uh i've in my in my travels i was always seeking something that like made sense for who i am so i can feel better connected to this world that we live in and the more I got into the books that I was forced to read, uh, the more I found that I was more displaced and more, more disconnected from the realities that I was searching for. Because I wasn't trying to find so much a, rea a, a, a reality and a truth uh, in connection with this material world, mm -hmm. but I was more so looking for something that went beyond just the day-to-day travails of the human being in in this physical body so um and and, and as a youth that was kind of like my thought process and i just really didn't know how to tap into it mm -hmm. and it's because i was disconnected from who we truly are from the beginning from inception mm -hmm. and that's that's not just with uh you know the comedic uh neta or um you know comedic comedic religion and spirituality right uh, that delves that delves into you know connecting again with with the the yoruba um belief systems and and even dealing in some other eastern uh belief systems such as Taoism and hinduism and that them having their um connections to the the ancients that i'm studying now mm. you know just being able to just being able to see outside of like you know this physical realm and be able to transcend and be able to look at our subtle field and our causal field and and know that it's deeper than just the energies that we're feeling on our and the vibrations that we're feeling as a person mm. the vibrations that we feel around us the way other the way we interact with other individuals, the way we interact with the, the earth, you know, water, the trees and everything like that. That's just who we are by nature as melanated people on this earth. So I I just needed something that truly connected me to that. Mm. And and that's why I'm where I'm at. Mm, that makes sense. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just it's just the vibrations that we are. We we as melanated people, we just vibe different. Yeah. So your upcoming album is called Things, right? The again, it stands for the hunger inside never gets satisfied. What's the yes. overall message that you want this album to convey and how 
does it separate itself from your previous projects? Uh, it's a growth from those those ideas and ideals. I never attempted to ever steer steer my listeners wrong in any of my messages, but I feel like this is my most in tune and connected album. I should say, like, um, you know, it, it it bears resemblance to a lot of what I'm I'm studying, and in a lot of my the rituals that I, I display on a day-to-day basis um, to try to get further away from like this material, material nature of the world, which makes it a great title. The hunger inside never gets satisfied. We are always on a quest for things, but this is actually um, distancing myself from that kind of idea. And I mean, the original idea came from um, the late, great George Carlin, who I'm a big, huge fan of, as as just as he uh, as the man was a, a thinker, um, you know, and he didn't have a he, it wasn't called things, but he did this little uh, piece, this little bit on stuff, and the more stuff that we accumulate, mm. and it just created an idea in my head about like you know just what we are as individuals in our communities and 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 then human beings uh just innate nature to just have this quest for 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 accumulating more and more things Mm. and the older i get the wiser i get i feel like i'm trying to distance myself from that (laughs) and 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 realizing less is more wow well said now i want to go back to uh, another track from the greatest X. Uh, you probably, <laughs> it probably should be no surprise that I'm referencing because it's such a vast album, right? Was that touted so as a double songs. album? <laughs> yes, it yeah. was. There's actually 35 songs on that album. It's one of my favorites from you. And as I was actually preparing for the it. interview, I, I, you know, I was trying to go through as much as I can go through to, you know, to, to, to find pieces to talk to you about. And a number of tracks just happened to come up from that album. Now, this track is entitled My Dark Skin, which is like a critique of how unfortunate black people, especially those of darker hues, all of the negative things we had to undergo due to our skin color, right? And the prejudice that we, we faced. How do we really reverse this mentality behind this unspoken perception that lighter skin is preferred and more acceptable as a choice when all we've been presented with from birth is a majority of images of lighter skin people through media, video games, movies, cartoons, anime i mean i'm 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 naming a lot of like things that kids watch yeah yeah that's why i say from birth it 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 feels like you almost have to unsee certain things which i know realistically we can't do so given the circumstance what do we do to change this perception moving forward so that our youth are not affected by this well it starts uh, and and that's, that's a fabulous question. It starts, and I speak this to everyone that I speak to on a day-to-day basis when we're talking about this 
topic that is is a reoccurring conversation with our people. But um, it, it, it's just the disconnection and the, more than anything, the unlearning mm. of the deceptions and the perceptions that, were play, that are placed before us. In the question, a lot of the answers are there. It really has to do with us removing ourselves from the language, the dialogue, the terminology, the, the propaganda, the belief systems that we have been taught to, to, to believe are true and the lies that have been perpetuated about our people from day one. But when we unlearn this system's information mm. and we allow ourselves to uh, uh, reintegrate and reconnect with our ancestral lineage and root and who we are as melanated people on this earth, there's no system that can control the belief systems that we create in our own mind and the realities that we create for ourselves that are just the true reality um, innately um, when we start to connect with our truer selves and our higher selves. And, you know, hip-hop, again, we got to go back to it and how it taught us knowledge of self, knowledge of self, knowledge of self for, for so many years from the beginning and from the inception. We can go back... Um, to, to Clarence Sex, we can go back to the the black Muslims and I mean I'm not a I'm not a Muslim, I'm not a black Muslim, but I see the profound impact and the necessity of having individuals who make you walk with your head held high, mm. believing in who you truly are and truly searching and seeking out those things that tell you about your ancestral roots. So you can when you get into a conversation with an individual who tries to tell you who you are, you can truly explain to them who you are. Mm. Wow. Profound. I'm going to go back to, to legacy driven. You, you ha also have a line where you say word of mouth, viruses spread, tell the media, get out of my head, meditate and get to yoga. Once I'm out of my bed. Now, early when i heard that line it reminded me of something that i actually recently went through when corona hit here in new york city you know it's kind of on its way out even though we're still dealing with the pandemic you know mm -hmm. but when it was when it was hitting strong i was scrolling through social media and i found myself having to just shut off like, all right, I got to log yeah. off because it was actually getting to my head and it was actually making me more stressed out. Tell me a little bit Absolutely. about how unplugging from media has actually benefited you directly. What do you individually gain out of the experience of unplugging and tapping into self? So, like, with everything that we do, you were talking about be healthy and and, and let's get free in everything that that in, in, in entails in what it does for the body. All those things are interconnected, right? Like, you know, mind, body, spirit, we say that it sounds cliche, but it's the fact. What we do with our mind, body, and with our spirit is going to determine how we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. So right now I'm making sure I'm not putting any more food in my body because of the time, because I know that it's not going to digest well. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is not turn on the television because I'm going to be dis dis 
um, digesting poison. Mm. What I do is I walk, I open the screen door, I look outside at the sun, I step out onto the earth grounded with my socks off, I touch the earth, the natural earth, and I look up at the sun and I speak my mantras. I speak my um, prayers. I make sure that I sit with the trees and I think about those things that make me connected and one with what's around me. Um, disconnecting and closing my eyes from everything because, you know, obviously, obviously the cars are going by, um, the noise and pollution of the air is going out, there's smog in the air. But when you draw yourself closer to the things in nature, which is like, you know, a form of nature, right, which is our connection to God, and the gods and the goddesses, the Neteru. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you allow yourself yourself to connect to those things, when you start hearing the birds, when you start hearing the crickets, when you start hearing those things and tapping into deeper vibrations, then that's when you are disconnected from that other smog, that other pollution entering into your body. Um, you are now able to get a system that's attacked and, and affected by these sicknesses and diseases if you're only feeding your body the things that are going to promote healthy immune systems, mm. right? When I wake up, it's elderberry. I, I'm, I'm making smoothies, you know what I'm saying? And my smoothies are filled with wheatgrass. They're filled with all the things that we need, sea moss, the stuff that our body needs for nourishment. And then I'm reading. I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly looking at things that are going to promote uh, wellness in my body and social media, like you said, is going to have you going down a rabbit hole of poison. Mm. And so I, I, I have to tell myself sometimes to get away from that. Um, you know, sometimes I tap in, uh, but yeah. I, I, I've just never been big on social media anyway. Right. I tap in because at times I have to, yeah. to just say a couple of things. Uh, but for the most part, it's disconnect from that. Wow. You know, I'm dealing with, dealing with the individuals that I'm dealing with in my life and then connecting with, um, connecting with nature, which makes me, makes me tap into fields of energy that are way beyond this physical realm, bro. Well, very well said, man. I appreciate that. You know, something you said about reading, I, I wanted to ask you about that. Like, how you say, what sense of peace does reading give you and i'm talking about like physically opening a book and shutting off the tv and tapping in (laughs) you know it's something that i don't hear many people talk about much anymore because everything is so readily available through youtube or through social media but talk to me about what that does for you when you actually open a book and you actually read you know, even if it's for a short amount of time in the night, but when you unplug the media and you tap into the book media, you know, the physical text. Man, there's nothing like it for me. And it's not just, so it's the whole thing is an experience because it's either me, again, I always always go to the trees because the trees are are, are the most steady, the most peaceful, Mm. they're the most consistent and reliable. Right. So I go to the tree, I sit by a tree 
know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm out there with the, with the grass and the birds, right? And I'm able to open up a book or I, I run a bath with lavender, eucalyptus. You know what I'm saying? I have my teas with me, so many different teas. And, and it's an experience. Mm. And, 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 and the, book, the book in itself and opening up and being able to go somewhere else now, and, and I don't only tap into, you know, spirituality. I have books on finance. I have books on um, uh, politics. I have books on, obviously, yoga, meditation. And, um, and then I have Western classics that I read. Um, and all these books allow me to escape, you know, the, the created reality, which is like a numbed version of what reality is supposed to be and be able to tap into somewhere so much more almost quantum leaping you know what i'm saying mm. i like that on your or, on your most recent album order in chaos with short fuse you have a song at yep. the end of the lp entitled celebrate and it's like a it's like a sad truth when i actually listen to this song as part of the hook you say I think it's like a hook because you repeat it a few times. You say, we celebrate every day like it's our last, like this is our last. And it mm -hmm. makes me think about this concept that a lot of our young people have adopted called YOLO. You only live once. Yeah. The YOLO concept to me comes across like it's a risky lifestyle. And often I feel our young people are not cognizant of the danger that they put themselves in or rather their loved ones or other people. And, I, and I'm not like trying to come down on them, but I'm just curious to know, how do we get our youth to be more conscious of making risky decisions so that they don't affect themselves or their loved ones negatively i don't know if you get where i'm going with this but i just know i do i do this, this it's like a lifestyle like the the yolo has become like a lifestyle and i don't want to focus on the term yolo but more so the concept this idea of because i'm just gonna party an and, energy and a culture yeah go ahead you got it go ahead break it down I, I i i can i can kind of hear where you're going and i hope i hope i'm not misstepping or or, or, or stepping in too early um with yeah, yeah. with my thoughts yeah what, what um, it really is is, uh, is um I, I just sense a riskiness that um there's there's this mentality that we're just i'm just living for today because you know i may not get tomorrow you know there's almost like mm -hmm. no no um no no hope for the future, which is a sad reality when you really think about it. So I, what yeah, I'm asking, it's almost, yeah. it's almost a necessity. It's almost a necessity for them to be there though. King. Mm. Um, it's almost a necessity for them to, 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 to experience that idea because we've been there. Mm. Um, and only through experience do we delve into uh, a nature of not being in that mindset. A lot of times when we're told what we're doing is wrong, we just can't see the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, a, a lot of times we, as, as elder statesmen, parents, older brothers, you know, just homies dropping jewelry, we have a tendency to talk at 
and I'm not saying you, me, or anyone in particular. I'm just saying in general how the cyclical nature of our people are. We have a tendency to talk at the youth and not really, you know, kind of have a conversation with the youth. And I think that's how the disconnect between the youth and a lot of, you know, the the, the today's hip hop versus uh, the the elder statesmen in hip hop. Right. That's how the disconnect happens because of a lot of talking at and not really truly listening to each other. So that whole YOLO thing and the whole belief system behind, you know, uh, no regrets and, you know, like we going to live with, with full risk. Right. Uh, I've been there. I've lived like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember, you know, speeding down the highway with a bottle in the car and the, and the, and the, um, and, and the smoke is in the air and, and, and ain't nobody wearing no seatbelts and, and just living in a, in, in, in a carefree and a careless and a, in a very, um, risky environment and it took those circumstances for me to learn and truly become you know a better version of myself Mm. actually experiencing um and so the unfortunate nature of the concept of yolo and the riskiness of, of of our youth uh has a mirror in us when we were younger and it also is uh um it's a situation where I feel we we are better served having a conversation mm. that's understanding with the youth rather than talking at them Definitely. about it. I, 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 that's just my take on it. No, no, no. I, I totally appreciate that. And it was more for me to understand it. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, absolutely. But I love, Absol- absolutely. I love absolutely. the fact that I, you said that you've been there because that is the part that's to me is significant right you you've been there so and and not just you but anyone who's been there could now reach the youth or reach the ones that are currently going through it because you're you're coming across genuine because you've experienced it so i I like the fact that you you identified with that and, 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 and I, I think breakdown. early, I think early on, not to cut you off, but I think early on, uh, my, my younger rec self, when, you know, it was kind of like, uh, a bridge where I was like, just coming out of being in that kind of mind frame and learning a little bit, I would have been more judgmental, mm. uh, being like, nah, nah, don't be acting like that. Yo, you ain't like, because, um, I'm, I'm still in my inexperienced know-it-all phase and, coming out of what I just was in. So I'm like, nah, nah, trust me, listen to me. But now I, I take a step back a little bit more sometimes and I work on perfecting self and being more of an example for individuals to look at and be like, okay, well, I like the way he, he's swagging it out. I don't, he ain't really judging us. Right, right. But he's like, kind, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he does have a wave that I'm like, yo, maybe I can rock with that. Yeah. So maybe they'll they'll be more prone to to listen. Mm. And I'm not saying they are going to listen to me, but um, I feel I've had connections with the youth, even though we're not, a lot of us are not alike at all. Right. We don't have the same taste in music. We don't dress the same and and we don't vibrate completely the same way in terms of our speech. But like the dialogue is genuine, you know, and there's no judgment and there's no, no uh anger coming back and forth so it works better good 
You know, I as I think about you saying again you've been there, I, I'm curious to know if you had to go back to your younger self, the riskier Rex when he was younger, and you came, you came across an elder that was trying to steer you in a positive direction, right? Or just a, a more, for lack of a better word, righteous direction. What would make you listen to the elder? Just thinking about your younger self. My younger self would have been open to it all, man. Like, okay. um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was really tough to like get my younger self as far as righteousness because I was always on that path seeking, you know, and and that's why I've dabbled with everything from Jehovah Witness to like Pentecostal churches to five uh, percent ideology to Hinduism to everything. Mm. You know, saying so I was just open, uh, uh, open, an uh, open book trying to find a. Uh, a perfect canvas. Um, but, but, um, you know, being, being is it that I was like open, open to it. Um, that didn't mean that I was going to always agree mm. or, 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 or find truth specifically in what individuals I always had, like, I always had my trouble with all these belief systems, you know, especially in, unfortunately in the Christian church, like there, there was just so much for me to, like and I, I read the Bible every day, even now. Mm. But but I don't just because I don't believe in in your belief system doesn't mean I don't find value in some aspects of what you're trying to get across. Got it. Very open minded. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm, wi- I'm willing to hear everybody's side of the story, and especially since you know these 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 stories have have roots that that date back so far i feel they are they are uh worthy of listening to even like the western classics i don't believe in like a lot of these um ideas and ideals that you know these writers had back in the day especially when it came to us Mm. but i still think it's important to read them and truly understand the people's way of thinking right perspective i I could definitely yeah Now, I'm about to close out, but just to keep with this theme going, what would you say is the biggest barrier stopping the elders from guiding the youth today? Uh, being, being able to listen. Truthfully, before anything, we got to stop, you know, because we're not just teachers. We, we got we to be students. We, we're students. Um, the ancient, the ancient elders studied, you know, their entire, their entire early, early path of teaching was like for 40 years, mm. you know, That's true. and, and we can't just consistently always have the answers because we don't. And, and when we're not listening to the, to the dialogue that the youth are giving off and like, we truly are lost ourselves, mm. you know? Like we're just we're just beating a a dead horse the same conversation that like we was probably which was beating beating in our, into our head. So I think the biggest barrier definitely is is being open minded and being able to to stop stop talking for a second and to listen to what the youth are actually saying. I could definitely dig it. Listen, brother Rex, I want to thank you so much for taking the time with me today. I know it was kind of last minute to get you to do this interview, so I I really appreciate you for coming on board. To our listeners out there, 
any last words you want to say in terms of the new project or just things that they can expect from you throughout the rest of the year um, that they can look for, you know, next endeavors? Go ahead. Tell, tell the people what might be on your mind. Well, I, I, I just ask that everybody take a second to, you know, uh, look at the discography and the catalog and uh, uh, pay attention to the new singles we have out that are very pertinent to what's going on in the times right now in 2020. Uh, there's Legacy Driven, produced by Evidence, and then another joint called White House, produced by my brother Drugs Beats, who does like four records on the album. The album is called Things, The Hunger Inside, Never Get Satisfied. You know, it's it's another great one into the catalog of music. And, you know, on all social media platforms, you can either follow me on Rex Hip Hop, Instagram, Facebook, and it's The Real Rex on Twitter. And, you know, I don't do no TikTok. I don't do no Snapchat or nothing like that. But um, that's where you can that's where you can truly find me. And again, the, the new album is Things. Uh, no Swine Lord is the name of our Fujication situation that I got with my my uh, my queen and my young queen. Where we're, we're teaching plant based eating and 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 good habits for the people in the community. No Swine Lord is No Swine L A W D. You can find us at No Swine Lord on everything. So please follow us. We want to tell y'all about how to do right by your mind, body, and spirit. Wow, wonderful, man. I didn't know that you had that that happening, man. You know, wor- working with the plants. You know, that's dope. Absolutely. Indeed. Absolutely, man. Like, and, and, and we're not just delving into uh, plant-based eating, but, like, you know, put the, the, the stuff that we put on our skin yes. and delving into um, crystals and, and, and just uh, righteous, righteous ways and paths that we can follow in all aspects. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, reach out to us. Indeed. You are so valuable to this culture of hip hop, man. And I I just want to wish you continued growth, continued prosperity and strength as you continue to develop, man. It it means a lot to have an artist like you, uh, you, you, you embody pushing the culture forward, man. So Thanks again. Man. It is beautiful to be a mirror, brother, and like yo, you, you, what you're what you're doing, and and offering us a platform and, and speaking truth to power in the way you are is so valuable. So I I, I want to um, kind of piggyback on what you had to say and thank you for just uh, taking the time with me and just being who you are, beloved. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Listen, man. I wish you all the best, man. I want to definitely shout out to all of my listeners out there. Remember, you can find us at outtheboxmedia.com. Uh, our podcast airs weekly, so every Friday you should have a new show up. Uh, shout out to my co-host, A-Level, who usually does shows with me. He just couldn't be here tonight. But remember to go check us out on anchor.fm. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. All you got to do is search up Out The Box Talks and you will find us. Remember to subscribe on our website by going to outtheboxmedia.com and uh, uh, just hitting that menu tab and hitting subscribe. So with that, again, thank you for tuning in to episode 32. 
Big ups to Brother Rex again. And much love, much respect, everyone. Love and light. Stay peaceful, stay healthy. And we out of here. Peace. Super dope, super dope.